This is Amalia Eon Karras. Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Hello, it's Satya and Amalia here. Hey, Amalia. Hello. <laughs> We've been talking the last couple of episodes about Shakti rising and ah, Shakti unleashed. And I wanted to Shakti talk about. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Now we're going <laughs> to unleash her. <laughs> now, yes. And I was just really interested in this conversation that we've been having around dance and the the feminine reclaiming dance Mm -hmm. I know you have a lot to say on that subject (laughs) I do well you know I we're both dancers so I know you have a lot to say also um I think that dance is the the communication and the medium of of the Shakti feminine energy through women and men right we have this magical ability to create vibrations and frequency and geometries and rhythm through our body, uh, through our movement. Mm. So in ancient India, there were temple dancers that guarded and lived and resided in the temples. And these were the mystery schools where men would come to engage with the divine feminine archetype. And they weren't brothels. Um, it was a, a more conscious experience of, of what has now been perverted into brothels. Um, mm. But the, the temple dancer was the mediator of bringing um, the Shakti alive and um, dancing Shakti through her body would awaken the man to... Um, to know how to uh, basically dance with the feminine and ignite the feminine and receive from the feminine. Um, And, you know, even like there's the Sufi swirling in the dance, but dance um, in the Hindu philosophy, the Vedic philosophy, dance was the, the communication from the gods. So the gods gave us the dance. So Indian classical dance was was the form of communication between gods and humans. And all of the hand mudras and all of the the beautiful orchestration of the body in Indian classical dance is tells a story. So if you've watched ODC dance or Bharat Natyam, you you're watching um, through the movements and gestures the entire story of our origin and the myths of the gods and studying that dance form was so empowering for me. It 
because dance has always been sacred for me, even as a little girl, like I wanted to dance and I wasn't allowed to dance. You know, dance was termed secular, you know, from my cult perspective. And I wasn't a lot. I used to sneak out of my house at 16 years old um, in the middle of the night to go to dance clubs. And, you know, it was hip hop then, but it was, for me, it was about this expression. I needed to express what my words couldn't, and I needed to express it through my body. And my mom just did not at all understand it. So I couldn't formally study dance um, until I was in my 20s. And I'm curious for you, Sadia, because I know you also had a religious upbringing. Like, mm -hmm. were you allowed to dance at home? You know, I, I suppose I was. But I mean, everything you were just saying about the temple dancers and and that dance was from the gods and it was a communication and that literally, it just makes me want to cry because if I wish that I could have been raised with that kind of knowledge or information because I knew that I wanted to dance. I knew that it felt incredible to dance. Um. I actually tried to be a dancer as a young girl, but my mom um, ha took me out of lessons and I think I only had like five lessons. She said we couldn't afford it. So that was that for me. So the next time that I was able to do any kind of dance would have been in one of those, you know, underground, like underage clubs when I was like in the eighth grade or something, you know, and it was, it felt, um, liberating but there was some kind of darkness around it like oh I, I shouldn't be doing this or oh there's people smoking here you know yeah, or, darkly lit club <laughs> right or like oh this must be a sexual thing oh mm -hmm. I want to dance I want to move like this but maybe a man is looking at me oh this must be is this a sexual thing or is it so then there we are again smack right back into this whole discussion you know, yeah. <laughs> about where did this get twisted for men and for women and how, how much of our thinking is faulty wiring or is just sort of imprisoned and not completely free, even though we can get hooked real easy with the, the what could be eroticism of it, you know, but had well, I had mm -hmm. a feeling that, oh, you move your body and, and think of, you know, God or think of like mother nature or something. I mean, that idea, my brain could literally explode right now. Like that mm -hmm. blows my mind. So I, yeah, it was, it was taken from us. And, you know, when I was going to the hip hop clubs in the like late eighties, um, hip hop then was very conscious and it was expressing sort of the people's story. And it started out really pure and really awake. And then I saw how the hip hop got perverted and distorted and just became about, you know, bitches and hoes and, and became highly sexualized where all the new hip hop dances all of a sudden seemed to be like looking like a couple's, you know, in the mm. act and it, right. it went into all this hip gyrations and like sexualized movement away from all the pops and locks and expression that the body was just um 
it used to be a communication. Like people would go into mm-hmm. the circle and it was solo dancing. That was the way I learned hip hop was like everyone came out into the circle, expressed themselves. It was not bumping and grinding up against someone. Mm-hmm. And then like the music industry took over hip hop, right? And started um, creating this commercial hip hop that was all about gang violence and and the rape of women basically and doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And then that became like this really perverted, I saw like the wave of dark, talk about the parasite, like infiltrating mm-hmm. through the airwaves. And so then I, I was looking for another pure dance form and I found the rave scene. So that's when the electronic music industry started coming up in the early nineties. And I was living mm-hmm. in London at the time in the pure kind of rave music and and then that was my church. So again, we were solo dancing. It w- had nothing to do with your partner or there had nothing to do with sexuality. It was like people were dancing in reverence and overflowing stimulation of of their God self, right? It was like activating the God in your body and letting it move and be free and experiencing this kind of freedom. But then the rave scene got taken over by commercial rave, like the drugs got darker and it started off in this like pure way of consciousness expansion and intention. And now it's just like a commercial sort of a underground movement for um, mafia drug dealers. And so that mm. was really disturbing to me, like being in Burning Man and some of those early experiences of large-scale raves and now they're all corporatized and mafia run as as drug rings basically and so that really disturbed me and then I got into um African dance West African dance um which the first time I went to a West African dance class I had a full-on past life memory I had never danced the I never even heard African rhythms um like that and and the teacher was teaching us this um new guinea dance and i knew the dance like i don't know how i knew the dance i'd never studied it before I'd never seen it before mm-hmm. but my soul took over my body mm-hmm. and it knew the entire dance and i had such an extraordinary experience and i i continued to learn that dance form um and you know they sometimes africans or um, it, this Haitian, I was studying Haitian dance once too, because that's also a ritualistic dance. And, and they recognize like, oh, you, you dance like the Haitians, like you're embodying the spirit, which most white people don't know how to do. And we don't even know what that means. Mm-mm. Right. And I was like, oh, he sees what I'm doing. Like, oh, that is the original way that these dance was a form of communion with your God, your God self or the ancestors. Um, and still, you know, in Africa, the, the West African dance is how they resolve conflicts. Like they don't um, sit down and talk about it. They dance it out, you know? So they, they dance. Oh, wow. if, if there's the, if, you know, if there's a dispute in the community, they create, they call a dance circle. They start drumming and they, make those people dance it out. If there's jealousy, they dance through it. If there's 
whatever kind of conflicts like dancing and drumming is used as the medium to work it out. And, you know, that's kind of how the hip hop scene was. People worked their stuff out through Mm. the frequency and vibration of their body. I mean, I know so much about a person by dancing with them or watching them dance. It's like I can read the signature of their soul. And I think it's just so critical that we reclaim our own dance and learn how to be embodied in our physical form because so much of the parasitic dark agenda Mm -hmm. has been to dismember us from the connection of our God self. Like they've taken over the astral realm. They've, they've taken over our astral bodies so that we can't embody the bliss or bring in the, the God pure consciousness into the physical form that was done purposefully. And through dance, we bypass this kind of um, stronghold that has been placed there. And I, I really think that dance is a medium. So they knew that. And what do they do? They start attacking the music industry. They push more drugs on people. They make people intoxicated. So yeah, people are dancing these days, but most of them are completely unconscious and bringing it into this really base level of um, their sexual, like lust. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like women, I I was always like, you know, I'm a dancer because I, I want to feel God in my body, not because I want to be objectified and looked at by men. So I've never danced for for a performance. Like that's not the kind of dancer that I am. And um, it always kind of disturbed me if a man just sat there and stared at me like it was make me so uncomfortable and almost ashamed like Mm -hmm. wait I'm not moving my body like this so that you find me sexy I'm having an experience of bliss inside myself right now and I want to be free right you know I'm thinking about the only options that I had for dancing in my school there was no dance class or whatever. So I, I became a cheerleader because that was the closest thing I could think of to being able to use music and being able to dance. And, and then even just in looking at the different options that there were in life, like, okay, so there's ballet, there's like a jazz style of dance. Like I'm thinking, you know, back in the day, I think that might've been before hip hop or right when hip hop was coming into play. Um, but you know, if I'm going to watch ballet or if I'm going to watch jazz, I'm not, I'm not getting um, like turned on or aroused or something. There's something almost like non-sexual about it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think in, I think I would have been much more attracted to something like African dance or something or Hindu dance, something that had to do with my God self or with my spiritual self. And it makes me kind of sad that that I organically figured out dancing through, you know, probably going to bars, like, you know, and being looked at or feeling like, oh, I must be, um, somebody is getting excited watching me, you know, but I really wish that wasn't happening. I just remember feeling like I wish that wasn't happening. I don't mind being, you know, admired or something or, but I don't, I, I do want to dance for, for myself. You know, I do want to express the so way I, I think I was 
wishing or searching for a way, you know, and then I guess I'm kind of getting off on a tangent or another note, but, you know, even just combining, I mean, there's different kinds of dancing we could do for our God, God self. But I do think that um, as far as, you know, love, sex and the hidden agenda goes like the, there, there is, there can also be a sensual, sexual, perhaps even type of dance that still doesn't need to be objectified. It can still be for me, or it can still be my own, owning my sexuality as far as the feminine rising in that, Just, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, it's, I love that you said that because, you know, I'm in Mexico and I've been studying all the Latin dances here, like bachata and salsa. And um, there's this dance called kinzumba, which is extremely sensual and sexy. And it's so fun um, to study all these dance forms, which are partner dances. And I'm such a freestyle um, solo dancer mm-hmm. and because it was always for me, it was like, I'm not dancing for men. And, you know, this program of like, this is not objectification. Like I'm dancing for my soul, but here I am like really wanting to engage with the masculine and feel, what does it feel like to dance with a masculine match, right? To find Mm -hmm. that balance between the masculine dancing with the feminine, where it's not just sitting down and watching. (laughs) Cause a lot of, most white men don't dance, right? Like they're very uncomfortable in their body. They don't have much rhythm. Mm-hmm. They, they don't feel free. They're super sensual. And yet it's completely, um, oh, sure, there's like the random guy who, who's a little inappropriate. But for the most part, like the majority of the people, random strangers that I've danced with, you get to have this experience of holding your sensuality, your beauty, mm-hmm. your um, eroticism, dance with them and walk away. And there's no, like, you don't have to give them your number. They're not, you know, grinding up against you or like, they're not trying to steal anything from you. They're, they're dancing in the beauty and then mm-hmm. like the partners switch and, you know, the That's men so basically. Just and they're not making it about right. themselves. Either. No. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, she's dancing. Oh, this must be, you know, back to what we've been talking about in the last other episode. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, and it, it's so healing for me. Um, you know, sure. You can find, find the darkness anywhere. And I'm sure there's like couples that probably get jealous and of their partners dancing mm-hmm. with the sexy one. But but the the way that the style is set up is just that people, you don't come with one partner and only dance with that partner. You dance mm-hmm. with everyone in the room. And it's a very sensual, close dance. But it's not about getting anything from them. It's like, let's just explore movement and beauty and sound and the men it's it's amazing like it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter if you're short or overweight or what you look like everybody dances with everybody it's very tantric i i feel oh, tantric it's, in the way of for people that don't maybe understand what that means but like loving all that is yeah like, like there's yeah loving everything and enjoying the beauty in everything there's no judgment or discrimination or um it's just the full embodiment of of beauty and and breath and um fullness 
like in a Western dance club, it would be like, oh, he's not cute. I'm not dancing with him. Oh, I want to dance with the hot chick or, oh, she's young and gorgeous or, oh, this one. But in this Latin style of dance, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, sure. Some people might be like that, but the majority of what you see is like, oh, I haven't danced with that person yet. Oh, let me dance with. So you see Mm -hmm. young guys dancing with older women. You see gorgeous women dancing with, you know, frumpy old dudes or, you know what I mean? It's not, Mm -hmm. um, everybody is celebrated is what I'm trying to say. Everyone is celebrated and it's so, you, you really see people's beauty. Come that sounds amazing. The movement. It, it's really healing. I, it I sounds think like lost that in this white culture. <laughs> I think so. It sounds like the 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 shame is just lifted mm-hmm. and taken out of the equation. And if there is sensuality, um, or even sexuality, that it is respected and it contains. Yes, and, it's contained. And, right and and if there's an exchange it's still it's still not people not making it about themselves or turning it or twisting it into something something that it's not because I think it's beautiful that there are like you were saying in the other cultures that um conflicts are danced out and um or you know or in this what you're doing now the maybe it is the masculine feminine are being celebrated in this dance with respect and um freedom you know and without the shame and and then you know and and because i think we have been so i think oppressed the, the feminine about our sexuality it becomes almost scary to express our sexuality. And a lot of women are actually quite shut down and it's actually shocking because, you know, I tend to think of like, oh, a lot of men aren't comfortable dancing, you know, but, or moving their bodies. But um, surprisingly, a lot of, a lot of women are quite shut down and may only move their Mm -hmm. bodies in certain ways in a certain type of dance. And I know there are, other kinds of dance coming out now where where we can actually really hold our our actual sexuality and it can actually be like a sensual feminine you know it's like okay a, re- a true true feminine movement that may have been like let's say nobody taught us and we were neanderthals like what would it have been like you know would it have been like a fire dance would our legs be spread and and we'd be squatting on the ground would we be rolling around would we be moving in circles like you know um would we feel sexual so this is like i i think when i was dancing um you know even in the eighth grade i may have felt that energy rising i may have felt a sexuality so what do you do with that yeah when you're, we are not you're, taught how to cycle it and you know you say like what does it look like um to, to kind of be in the body itself, like, well, Shakti, when it's freed in the body and the Kundalini has space to move, you have a fully undulated spine, you have full um, rhythm in your body, you have full functionality of every undulation. So if you look at a really well-trained dancer, you can tell they're moving a lot of Kundalini energy. Like they're, mm-hmm. they have access to like their full life force all the way to their fingertips, like from the base of their spine out to their fingertips. If they're, if they're really 
feeling every single movement. And I think that that's where personally I I want to be in terms of my embodiment and my my own personal health. Like I know that when I feel my Shakti breathing all the way to my fingertips, that that I'm um, not indestructible, but like I have a level of life force and health and well-being. Yeah, that um, that kind of makes me think about the um, the unwind stuff that that you do and that I assist you with. Yes, I love that because I, I notice when I look at people dance, like where where their kundalini is blocked, where their energy is not flowing, where the shakti doesn't have space to move inside their body. And it's always along the, the central spinal column. But it's so clear to me the, the minute music's on and someone starts kind of tuning their body with the music, I can see where where these blockages are. So in my unwind practice, um, I have people blindfolded so that they're not in that thinking of how do I look like when I'm dancing? Like who's looking at me? Or let me compare myself or copy the dance movements of the, the instructor, right? It's not a dance mm-hmm. class. It's it's a process to find your own dance and rhythm and and free the Shakti inside yourself so that you you have more of your own self-expression and it has to get unwound. And I started noticing like how, how the shadow body gets twisted up um, in this spiraled way and we have to literally unwind it. And so I've been using dance as this healing modality and taking people through this um, process, which you've been through a number of times and now are supporting me with. And it's really powerful, right? Like seeing people when they start hearing this music, and of course it's certain types of music I use that activate certain frequencies in the body, certain rhythms carry different um, patterning, right? And so mm-hmm. when, when the body starts to feel those frequencies and starts to move with them, like it starts activating different um, chakras and frequencies and then people start having like full-on psychedelic experiences of past life memory coming up or they just start crying and they don't understand and they start releasing right it's pretty wild yeah it's Uh, yeah it's amazing I um actually in the times that we've done it I do want to say one thing that that I found shocking and surprising to say the least to me is I thought, so the first time I witnessed it, I had already, I had done it, but I was um, blindfolded and I was a student. And, but when I was actually assisting and, and watching, um, I was amazed the very first time I saw it, that the men, all the men were actually very free in mm-hmm. their bodies. They were the ones that we're, we're doing all kinds of movements, just big movements and, um, just following their, what, whatever they were on this huge journey, it seemed. And the women often could barely move. And I thought, 
the first time I saw that, I thought, oh, that's, oh, that must just be this particular group. And that must be just kind of a fluke thing. Or maybe there's some kind of energy going on, or maybe there's some masculine feminine something going on. And, yeah. and uh, but then every time I saw it after that, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I always thought that, you know, that it was women who are more comfortable, you know, cause when you, yeah, like when you go to a, a dance place or something, yeah, you know, maybe yeah, mostly the, women are dancing and there's women men balls. Yeah. Yeah. So how, what in the heck, how do we explain, like something is shut down or something is, or, or men are allowed to journey in a certain kind of way. And what I just, I don't understand that. Like that, that just, I could not make. Well, I think that, that they're not being, I think for men dancing also is really um, overwhelming because it, there's a peer pressure thing. Like the fact that we're blindfolded in the unwind process and how you were able, you know, it's only me and you um, and the other musicians that don't have blindfolds on and everyone participating has a blindfold on. And I've told all the musicians, like avert your eyes, do not look at anybody. Cause if they feel that you're looking at them, they're going to shut down. Right. So when, when we're in witness of someone else, we have a very different um, program gets kicked up, you know, like if I'm mm. dancing all liberated and free, like no one's watching. And then someone, all of a sudden I see them looking through the window, I'm going to stop dancing. Right. It's like, Oh, right. Oh. I was just so free. I had no idea anybody was looking at me. And I think what you got to witness with those guys was like, they, they were in a safe place where they didn't care what they looked like. Like we'd set up the container so that they felt completely safe mm-hmm. to go unleashed. And it was, it's always been the men that get full, like some of them, like it can take them a while. Like I've noticed it takes them one or two sessions before they do it. But when they unlock, they unlock huge and they yeah. start being the ones screaming and thrashing around and dancing. Looking harder. like they're surfing or something like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like, and I wasn't even, you know, I was just in, in the zone anyway. I mean, I'm not really watching, but, but I noticed things and I, and yeah. By after several times and, and seeing how the some of the women just looked like they were hardly even moving a finger, and yet they might have yeah, been having an amazing frozen. Yeah, but that's where all the frozen trauma is when when they're so frozen. Like a lot of women cannot move their hips, like their mm. whole pelvis and lower chakras are completely frozen. Like if if I ask them to make hip undulations, like a belly dancer would. Mm-hmm. Um, or a hula dancer or something for a lot of women they can't do that they've been so traumatized through whatever abuses or it could have been a childbirth trauma whatever um their hips freeze up and it's that is really hard I mean I know you were there once when we did a collective female unwind and we all worked on like started clearing the deep um womb wounds Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful. Like so many of us were having past life memories of the sisterhood, you know, belly dancing, talk about another sacred dance that's been mm-hmm. perverted into prostitution. Yeah. I mean, that was for the females to, to celebrate with each other, to, to keep their gynecological um, kind of system, like their whole female body healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like the secret art of women for women. And then it was brought 
to your partner, or, you know, it might be something you share with your lover. But now, you know, the way I was told about belly dancing from my mother was like, oh, that's the first form of prostitution. Like, I can't believe you would even. I went to one belly dance class and I told her, oh, I'm taking belly dance. And she says, yeah, it's just the first form of prostitution. Of course, I never went um, because I felt so ashamed to move my hips like that. But yet, I'm designed to move my hips like that, you know? So I found other forms of dance to feel more safe, to, uh, to keep the energy free and unlocked there. Yeah, that's huge. That's a really big subject because I've noticed that even in, uh, when uh, throughout my life at different times, like the way that I walk or something like, okay, I don't want to, walk with too much um Black. natural <laughs> movement my natural movement right and i i remember playing that booty <laughs> heavens no but wait i'm in my mid-40s now i can do whatever i want and <laughs> but but yeah it's kind of you know it's it, even that like we we have been um we I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, the programming or the shutting down or, uh-oh, I don't want to be too feminine. I, I can't be too, you know, what's the word? I mean, it, feminine is a sensual, uh, beautiful thing. And, and it's so delicate, like a delicate flower. And, and it's like, how do you let that flower be a flower and not, and not like cut the flower and put it in your own vase and take it in your house and make it yours. Like, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I, I realized that I was shutting down my movement just even in the way that I, that I walked. Oh, I don't. Yeah. And I can't move too much, you know? And so I can only imagine how, what so many women are, are needing to to clear. And I know that it's shifting now. I know that there are movements happening like your unwind and other dance forms that are, that are clearing, um, these kinds of things. And yeah. And, and the clearing, it's so hidden and so nasty. And I don't think a lot of people really want to look at where that darkness came from, you know, because it's dark. It's that parasite I'm talking about. You know, it's extraterrestrial. It's um, nasty shadow stuff that took over our universe and started to control people's vital life force so that we didn't know ourselves to be gods, right? And I mean, it goes back and back and back and back. But the way we are interacting with it on a very day-to-day level is through our sexuality and through our feeling of, of safety and self-expression and ability to like own our bodies because we've given so much. We've been enslaved for so mm-hmm. long through um, these thought programs, this conditioning, this betrayal, these deep soul wounds of, of rape and pillaging and sub submission Mm -hmm. that of course we've got like major kinks in our body that 
And I, I think that dance is a way, you know, I just encourage everyone listening to this. If you're not a dancer, go take a dance class, like start dancing. If you want to really heal yourself, if you want to clear yourself um, and start to get in touch with your own um, power, start to dance because dance really like when we, when we go inwards to dance and you don't have to go to a dance class. I mean, if you're scared, like, just stay at home and turn some music on and let your body move. Like mm-hmm. notice where you're frozen. Notice, you know, how things. It, yeah. Dance is our not. nature. Dance yeah. is our nature. Dance is for everyone. It's reverence. It's reverence to that inner dwelling God. Well, on that note, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Dance your God self awake people. Dance it out, work it out. I mean, I use dance to work out the kinks. If I don't dance every week, I feel the blockages building up in my body. Um, Mm -hmm. And on that note, I'm actually going to go dance. Right. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Oh, tell them where they can find us. Yes, on our website, Love Sex Agenda, you can subscribe, sign up for email updates, or send us a note and Make sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram, Love Sex Agenda. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com that's lovesexagenda.com you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda Bye.